District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. Welcome to the happy hour, the happiest of hours. Here on MutinyRadio.fm, I hope you have your martini in your hand and you are excited to hear so many comedians. I don't know what happened. The sunlight came out and everyone's like, we got to do comedy. We got to get out of the house. Uh, so things are crazy. There are lots of them and we're going to move through. If you're on the list but you're not here, I'm just going to put someone who is here there. That's how it works. But I saw our first comedian look around with a look of terror. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here, ma'am. I'm here. Please, dear mistress, don't. Uh, hey, you'll notice on stage there's a box. Please take an amount of flyers. Whatever. I said you have to promise to take a certain amount. If you know that you can really only logistically get rid of one, take one. But if you feel like you can really take 20 flyers and put them in nice places and help me out, that would be amazing. But the the least the least that you amount that you're allowed to take is two because I all know that although you're comedians, you have at least one friend. You have at least one friend. So you and one other flyer. Two is the minimum. For some of the comedians that love to do the minimum, it is that's how it's going to work. Your first comedian of the day. Uh, is a lovely human being. I When I checked his Facebook today to make sure that he did the work, there's a picture of him on this beautiful stage, and I'm like, what stage is that? Is it the war field? Is that, it was like a sloped, it was so great. It was so, like, I was like, shit, man. He's the real deal. And you get to hear him right now. Everybody put your hands together for Richard Sarvate. So take my heart in sweet Yes, what's going on? Is this on? Hello, hi. Ah, it's good to be here. Uh, it's good to be off the computer because uh, richardsarvate.com is now a Russian porn site. I forgot to renew my domain name and the Russians came in and just like they hacked everything, uh, they've taken my site. Um, which sucks on the one hand, but uh, on the other hand, how many people can say they've masturbated to their own homepage? <laughs> Ed, have you masturbated to edant.com? <laughs> All right. First joke down. Let's continue. This joke recital. Um, I was discriminated recently. Uh, I, w I was eating pizza with a knife and a fork. Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand the hate. But there's a lot of it. Like... <laughs> I've had so many conversations just take like a full 180, you know, like, have you seen what the Syrian government, is that the way you eat pizza? Ugh, <laughs> oh, what is wrong with you? Like, I feel, people make me feel like I'm like kicking a dog in public. What is wrong with you? Is, what, how are you so insecure? I'm taking that away. Thank you, Brooke. Let's wide someone to make some noise. <laughs> um, one time my dad uh, got really mad at me for reading a book that was too easy like I was reading Where the Wild Things Are it's awesome right he comes over to me he's like what are you doing he's like this book has three sentences I was like sorry you bought me this book 
three years ago. He's like, don't live in the past. Okay, this is like, it's like as if I was like, I don't know, smoking weed or something. Like, this is the difference between, <laughs> this is like the difference between Indian parents and white parents, you know? Like, white parents are to drugs as Indian parents are to, like, easy books. It's like this, I'm losing my son. <laughs> Sometimes I just look around at the audience. I don't know. Do, do words always have to come out of my mouth? Uh, I was walking around in uh, Oakland, and a chicken just ran across the street. And I was like, fuck, this is a really dangerous area. <laughs> I was like, I mean, normally you hear like the book, 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 book. You're like, oh, a nice farm. In Oakland, it's like, oh shit, I'm gonna get robbed. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Next to the Coliseum, right? Those fucking chickens running around. <laughs> um, I had to call and get like uh, my Medicare, Medi-Cal application. And um, yeah, there we go. Thank you. Talking to a government employee, I feel like it's like talking to a girl in high school because it's like you have to like really work for every piece of information. <laughs> like, you know how like girls in high school talk like, what's going on with Bobby? Nothing's going on with Bobby. What's going on with Bobby? Nothing's going on with Bobby. What's going on with Bobby? He took me bowling. Like, what happened when I went bowling? Nothing happened when I went bowling. What happened when I went bowling? Nothing happened when I went bowling. What happened when I went He kissed me. Is that it? That's it. You swear? I swear. Cross your heart and hope to die? Cross my heart and hope to die. Like, that's how it was talking to this guy. It's like, hi, just uh, put in my application. Do you know uh, how long this takes? Well, first it needs to be assigned. How long does it take to be assigned? Anywhere from three to six months. But then what is, happens? Well, then it needs to be approved. How long does that take? Anywhere from three to six months. After it's approved, then what? They need a certificate of registration. How long does it take to get a certificate of registration? Anywhere from three to six months. Is that it? That's it. You swear? I swear. Cross your heart and hope to die, sir. Don't threaten a government employee. <laughs> That's enough for me. Thanks, guys. Yay! Richard Sarvante, everyone. Thank you for taking the flyers. Yay! Awesome. That all worked seamlessly. He opened the show hysterically, and then he took the flyers at the end. Your next comedian. She is a very funny lady. She has a show here on the station on Thursday nights from 8 to 10. You're gonna love her. Clap your hands wildly for Annette Mulaney. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, fucking cold, right? And I know, like, I'm from Michigan originally, so I'm supposed to be all tough about this weather. Yeah, Michigan, uh, fucking, I'm glad I left it, as I'm sure you are too. <laughs> Best part about being from Michigan is leaving it. Um, but yeah, we're, like, we're supposed to be tough, right? Because we know better weather. But actually, I fucking hate the weather in San Francisco because it's never warm. Right, it's always just a little too cold. You always need a jacket. I have an entire wardrobe of crop tops that I am rapidly aging out of. They're just like gathering dust in a corner of my room. Like, do you know how hard it is to slut it up in this city? There's like two days a year where it gets warm enough and immediately I change into like my shortest shorts and like a fucking bra. I have to fit all my years slutting into like one sunny day before 4 p.m. Because as soon as the sun dips below a hill, it's fucking freezing again. Um, normally this wouldn't be an issue, but uh, I've been in an open relationship for a bit and I'm trying to win. Um, 
And like going around the city, I'm just always fucking wearing three sweaters. And I don't know how I'm supposed to win this open relationship when I have to fucking use what? My personality at bars? <laughs> like it's already enough of uh, I feel hamstrung enough with like closing times of 2 a.m. That's not near late enough for me to get laid. Like, <laughs> I, I've always thought, like, I used to have a pretty good game, I thought. I went to a uh, university in New York, and I, you know, I did well, let's say. And then I moved out here, and I, like, can, I just find my game does not gain the same traction it used to. Went back to New York recently for a week, and I found out it's just the bars here aren't open late enough. Um, if seven days of the week the bars are open until 4 a.m., you just got to stay out late enough to get laid. Shit fucking works. <laughs> um... So yeah, I have been in this open relationship for a bit. Um, I find that like it just it's all the worst parts about dating with all the obligations of being in a relationship. Um, like I have to keep up my app game. Um, recently though, now this is a this is a life hack. I changed my bio, made a world of difference. Uh, so my bio now on Bumble, Tinder, all the apps just says "Eat me out." Uh, yeah. I'm done, I'm done playing games, and it's been going really well. I have endured a lot of really subpar oral. There's apparently a lot of dudes out there who think that if they go down and do a bad enough job that they can get out of it like it's the fucking dishes. But the thing is, I'm calling their bluff. They can be down there for hours, I don't give a fuck. Do not give a fuck, like I got somewhere better to be. Um, I do find, like, and I don't understand their reasoning. Like, do they think after five minutes of ineffectual or I'm going to be begging for that dick? Um, <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, let's see. Um, fuck. I thought I remembered things. Oh, yeah. So, um, also, I have to do sexting now, right? Which I've never been good at. And I'm not even talking about the sexy pics thing. Um, in my opinion, you want to go to a professional for that. Uh, like, when dudes ask me for nudes, I'm like, do you also want me to come over and try to fix your car? Because I have about as much skill in both areas. It's not going to go well. Like, uh, I've seen Top Model. I know that there's angles involved. I don't know how to hit them. Uh, but even, like, the texting sexy thing is just not my forte. Um, I think I go from zero to 60 a little quickly. Uh, so I'll wake up in the morning, and I'll see a nice text message from a dude, and he'll be like, woke up with a smile on my face thinking about you. And I'm like thinking about you and now my hallway's a slip and slide. <laughs> yeah, they respond about the same, not positively. Or uh, they'll say like, I uh, can't wait to see you tonight, I hope you're ready. And I'm like, I hope you're ready because I'm a murder that dick. <laughs> Which I think the problem is overall, like if you're a guy and you want a sexy text with me, right? You say like the things you want to do, the things you're gonna do. Um, unless I'm lying, like what the fuck am I gonna sexy text? like? Realistically, I'm going to lie there appreciatively is about the best I'm really going to do. All right. Thanks, guys. Annette Mulaney will lie there appreciatively. Everybody look up that new thing on Netflix about the two girls getting raped because they were drunk. It's uh, an amazing new. Netflix is shaping all our realities. Did you take Did you take the flyers? You're neck. Yeah, it's working. Your next comedian, another funny lady. Haven't seen her in a while. Glad she's back. Everybody clap your hands like you've never clapped before for Tracy Nguyen. Yay! Yes, the devil was in your heart. Hey, guys. So I bombed last night at Brainwash. 
some of you were there, some of you saw that shit. Um, I realize like certain open mics are very similar to the workplace. Like if I see in the crowd like some aggressive bros, I know that I need to pose advice as a suggestion. Um, not as like a, you know, I have to be like descriptive, not prescriptive. Um, so I need to work on that. Um, I got this haircut recently. Uh, I'm feeling, you know, like it's like my last year of being in my 20s. And I got to change it up. I also live with my boyfriend, so I feel like... Um, you know, I have to bring some novelty into the relationship. Um, yeah, we have a, we have a pretty loving, um, open, transparent thing going on. Um, like whenever I want him to go down on me, I just send him a Google uh, calendar invite <laughs> to remind him to um, offer. <laughs> And it works sometimes, and sometimes he's like, oh, I didn't see it. And I'm like, okay. Um, uh, I also have sent him some literature. Um, he's not like a big hugger. He doesn't like cuddling, because he overheats easily. I don't know if you guys, you probably, you're, some of you are from the Midwest, so it seems like you have this problem too. Um, anyways, I sent him an article um, that basically said, hugging for 20 seconds continuously lowers your blood pressure, just so that he would you know, be into hugging me like on occasion. And it's like sorta worked. Um, so you, ladies, you can life hack your relationship. Like it's possible. Uh, yeah. Um, I, uh, back to being like 29, I distinctly remember a point in the television show Roseanne. Does anyone watch Roseanne? Or is that just like a relic of the past? Um, I think it's on like TV land now, so I don't know, I'm really showing my age. And um, I remember a distinct point where she goes from being like a fun, hip mom to being like middle-aged, and it was like this haircut. Um, yeah, I, I'm like not, ash I'm, I'm pretty ashamed of my life. Um, <laughs> like today I spent 30 minutes uh, looking up uh, j jade eggs online. If you guys, you know, you know what a jade egg is? No. Pam, you know this, no? It's an egg made out of jade that you stick in your vagina. <laughs> you guys, this is an ancient, an ancient remedy for dryness in women that was created by some Chinese concubine and made a lot of money. And <sighs> I didn't hear that, but I'm sure it was good. Um, anyway, so I spent 30 minutes looking this shit up, and then afterwards I was just like, why am I doing this? Like, I should be thinking about like climate change and how I could help, you know, how I could do my part. Instead of thinking about how to like increase intimacy in my relationship and like try to get my boyfriend to have more sex with me, um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna work on myself, you guys. I'm really gonna work on myself. All right, thank you. You've been great. Yay, Tracy Noem. That was I have no idea that Jade eggs existed. That was.
and never tell people you bombed. No, they don't remember. I thought you did great. I don't remember your set at all. I was I was outside anyway. You could say you killed it, and I'd be like, Yeah, absolutely. She murdered it last night. The brainwash. I was outside smoking a cigarette. There's no bombing here. Come on. Uh, your next comedian, another super funny guy. Uh, he's one of the hosts for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up that everyone's grabbing their flyers to because they're going to take them and give them to friends and enemies alike. Put your hands together for Kevin Wong. I got this one. Thank you. Thank you for not having anything better to do on a Friday night. Thank you guys so much. Jeez. Oh, thank you for making it special. I uh, I, I had a, a birthday. Oh, before that, let's give it up for Brooke for bringing grandma. Huh? That's pretty cool. That's my goal. My goal tonight is to make you laugh. That's my only goal. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I, I heard I, Tracy goes vagina, and you're like, Ugh! I saw that. So, oh, you're not into that? Well, you might not be into this, because I saw that there's a waxing salon. There's a waxing salon out there for women called Lunchbox. Yeah. Makes me want to call my place Sack Lunch, right? Right? I'm going to have nothing but, like, assholes and douchebags just running that place. So I had a birthday. I had a birthday, and... uh. Oh, thank you. I, I'm at a point now where I just wish for the same thing every year. I always wish for the same thing. My one wish every year is I don't want to celebrate my birthday with a national catastrophe or a celebrity death. You know, I don't, I don't want to share my birthday with a death anniversary. So every year I write Betty White, Clint Eastwood, and Stan Lee. Thank you. Thank you for not dying. Die another day. You know, I have a friend. She's, uh, she's, her birthday is 9-11. She shares a birthday with 9-11. Yeah, never forget, unless it's her birthday, right? <laughs> then I have, I have another friend that is born on Michael Jackson's death anniversary. I go, oh, did you hear that Michael Jackson died? He's like, yeah, did you hear it's my birthday? I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, my, my cousin is born on the very day that Elvis Presley died. So this year, it's going to be 40 years. It's going to be a 40th anniversary where she's going to get trumped by grace, every candle within Tennessee and the surrounding states is just going to go there and be like, oh, this is a big thing, big part of our American culture. Then it's like, oh, by the way, happy birthday, Angela. That's kind of, I don't, I don't want that. I, I don't wish that on people. I, um, another thing is I, I know I would, I, I, I know I'd be a lousy boyfriend. I know I'm a lousy, I would be a lousy boyfriend. I don't, I kind of want to be in a relationship just because I miss the feeling of going through a breakup, you know? I miss sitting home alone on a Friday night and just like understanding lyrics to a George Michael song. That's nothing but loneliness. Eh? Careless whispers? Okay, I know what's going on. I have a friend. I have a friend. We're not even dating, and I don't even respond to her text. I just hate. This is Whenever I send a text back to her, it's like six more from her. It's like my text confuses her. I, my, I know my phone's annoyed because I see it vibrate to the edge of the table and try to commit suicide. But I forgot to take the little the case off, so it's more like, ah, oh, I should have known better too. I'm a smartphone. But <laughs> something that um, do you guys? I might be the last one. I just got a debit card with the chip in it. Am I the last person to have this? Are you guys? Do you guys like this? Or are you guys not like this? It's supposed to be better for us. I don't like it. I'm kind of old school. I like I like the 
the swipe. I like the Tinder version. We just swipe and tap. You know, I, I like that stuff. Now it's like when I stick my card in there and it stays in there, it's almost like a relationship. I can just feel the money just pouring out of that thing. I'm like, ah, oh, no. Can I pull this out? Cancel transaction? He's like, ah, ah. Like, oh, okay. All right. Don't like that. Um, what else? Nicknames fascinate me. Nicknames fascinate me. Nicknames fascinates me if you are in your 40s and you give it to yourself. That's. I have I have two coworkers. I have two co. One Craig wants to be called Hammer. Obviously doesn't know it's taken. But he's letting us know he's a tool. <laughs> I have another one. He want George wants to be known as Big Dog. Big Dog. I called him up. I called him up. I called him up. And I was like George. He's like Big Dog. I was like, No, George. Is George there? He's like, Yeah, Big Dog here. Yeah, his ringtone. His ringtone's like, Who let the dogs out? Me, 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 me. I don't know. That's all I got. Thank you guys so much. Taking the flyers. I'm so excited. I love it. I've got peanuts in my hand. That's peanuts with a T. Uh, I don't want to confuse anybody. Thank you, George, for the peanuts. And there's the thing. All right. I'm excited. We're training tonight. You guys can clap it up for uh, Corey and Catherine in the back doing the ones and twos. Training for me and yous. Their new show is coming up on Sunday from 4 to 6, and it's called Get Out! <laughs> With an exclamation point. All right, uh, we want your next comedian to get on in. There he is. Everybody put your hands together. It's Matthew Banks. Yeah! No. No. How's it going, everybody? All right. How's it going, David? Good? You just answered that. Anyway, uh, just moved to San Francisco pretty recently. It's funny. Like, this is the only place I've been that's, like, open about open relationships. Like, I think everybody's in one, but they're not, like, confident about sharing it. Uh, it's kind of cool. I don't know. I just haven't, I haven't, I've never seen it. And, like, evidently, if you, like, make fun of them for it, it's, like, shaming or something. Anyway. I'm fine with it, but I'm from Mississippi originally, and uh, I went back home for the holiday, and like, I didn't realize how much like racism just comforts me. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's like a gl warm glass of milk. I mean, I go right to sleep. I, I, I'm not, I don't agree with racism. I think it's fucking awful, but you can't help what comforts you, I, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, I think, like, if Hitler, like, sung me, like, a lullaby, I would be very conflicted and weirded out, but I'd probably go to sleep. I mean, uh, that's all I'm saying. You know, they say, like, home is where the heart is. For me, it's like, home is where the hate is. I mean... I just, that's just how I grew up. I can't help it, you know. I, I'm trying to make a stand, you know, but it's, I don't know. Anyway, so my, my buddy had a child recently, and, like, I'm really trying to care, but I just don't. I, uh, I, uh, I, I don't know. He sent me a photo, like, in his video of his son, like, walking, and I, he's like, dude, Charlie took his first step today. I was like, dude, I've been walking for 30 years. I was like, I don't really give a shit about your son's first step. I mean, what do you want me to do? Buy him a Fitbit? I mean, <laughs> fuck. It's like, one. Oh, good job, Charlie. Uh, anyway, get out of here. I don't want a kid. I, I may be someday, but I don't know. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm 31 years old now, and, like, I have, like, 
completely eliminated everything out of my life that I don't enjoy. Like, I don't read anymore. I just, uh, it just stresses me out. Like, you don't have any idea how long it took me to, like, understand the alphabet. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but you know how the songs like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. For, like, two years, I'm like, what the fuck is an L, M, N, O? I mean, uh, and I'm not even lying. I, I just, I don't like reading. It stresses me out. Like, people ask me in the morning, they're like, so did you reason, read the newspaper today? It's shocking. I'm like, no, hence the smile on my face. Like, I just don't like it. It stresses me out. My buddy's about to jump off the bridge the other day, and he calls me. I'm like, dude, put the book down. That's what's wrong in my life. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, the whole, the whole shaming thing, like, I, I wish people would just stand up for themselves. You know, there's like the, there's the slut shaming and the gay shaming and the fucking fat shaming and all this other stuff. Like, if I'm ashamed, it's my fault. I mean, I don't know. Like, shame is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I'm not saying shaming is a good thing. I'm saying shame itself is a good thing. Like, I've been sober for 10 years. You know how I got sober? Shame. Shame. That's how I got sober. It's shame. You know, you don't you don't tell cops that you know how to like transport drugs in large quantities. It's not a good idea. Uh, you might come to in a jail cell with a little piss drain. You know, there's no toilet. There's just a drain, and you're fucking throwing up and shaking violently. Shame. Shame. It's a good thing. You know, ten years later, it's a good thing. The present moment, shame sucks. Uh, bombing at an open mic shame it's not very fun but you you build you know you build builds character anyway i don't know i don't understand the pc thing either i'm all about political correctness in a sense but at the same time i don't get it here it's like the most pc place ever but the most sexually liberal like how does that even work it's like take this dick you strong independent woman It's, you're going to make me come, you straight-identified heterosexual male. I don't know. Anyway, thanks, guys. Keep it going for cisgendered Matthew Banks. Cisgendered right here, doing it for you. That one always makes me laugh, too. All right, your next comedian. He's new on the scene, but he's a funny man. I think it's because he's older than us and he just has so much more life experience that he's like exponentially funnier because of the years he's lived. That's a nice way. <laughs> is that a mean way or is that nice? I'm like, am I being a bitch or am I being nice? I can't tell right now. Uh, he's very funny to you guys. You're going to love Jason Cole. Thank you for those kind words, Pam. So uh, are you guys ready for uh, January 20th, right? The inauguration. We're going to swear in a 70-year-old man with an active Twitter account, you know? Trump is the exact age of my dad. And if he, if my dad had an active Twitter account and was doing all that shit, I'd be talking with my brother about putting him in a home, right? So let's go ahead and put him in the White House. That makes sense. Uh, sports fans. We have any sports fans? Bay Area, lots of teams. You guys are losers. Is there anything more pathetic than a sports fan? Oh, we got to get a new quarterback in the offseason. We got to deepen our bullpen. Hey, you got to do a sit-up. What's all the we, you know? Gravy is not a salad dressing, buddy. Wings aren't salad. Fuck. You ever seen like a five foot two guy with a LeBron James jersey on? That looks great. Hey, honey, look, it's, it's LeBron James out. Is, is that LeBron on our lawn? What? 
why is he mowing our lawn? That's weird. That's weird. I guess on TV, he's an enormous, in-shape black man, but in real life, he's a tiny Mexican guy with a landscaping business. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I have beard envy. I can't grow a beard. Usually when I do this joke, there's some really good beards. You're keeping it tight. That's nice. I have... Uh, Rosacea stuff. I think it's genetics. My mom's like Scandinavian, and uh, my dad was apparently Satan. That's a red faced joke. Uh, so I can't grow anything. I've been growing this for like six weeks. I look like an AIDS patient with no drug coverage, you know? <laughs> it's not good, guys. Um, working on an eight minute set for my first uh, feature set in San Leandro. Don't ever go there. Um, yeah, I'm 65 days in the business. I'm a little bit older. Uh, you're never too old to make. Uh, great life choices and to live out your dreams. I kind of fucked that punchline up. That's interesting. Um, let's talk about something. Oh, yeah, let's get edgy, guys. Bumper stickers. Um, do cars have bumpers anymore? But I saw this bumper sticker, and it said, the worst day fishing is better than the best day at work. And then is that really always true, like all the time? The best Worst day fishing is always going to be better than the best day at work. Because the last time I checked, I've never gotten a blowjob from a secretary on the back of a bass boat. It never happened before. Uh, that song, that joke, that song. Uh, speaking of bombing at the brainwash, I did that last Friday and it did really well. You know how it is? You never know. Uh, what other new stuff could I talk about that I'm unprepared for? Oh, yeah, giving orgasms. A lot of you ladies are probably wondering. Uh, I am very good at giving orgasms. Uh, lots of experience giving them. And... Uh, Guys, here's the secret. I just say, honey, I give you Tyrese. And he just tags right in. <laughs> he's a black guy. Uh, he has an enormous personality. And uh, my, my girlfriend calls him the doctor because he says stuff like, you may experience some discomfort, you know. But um, Tyrese is not all physical. He's good at the pillow talk. He says stuff like, move all those pillows so I can fit my cock on the bed. Uh, Tyrese is good like that. But uh, I don't want to give you the wrong impression. I don't have a small penis. I mean, it's not huge. It's kind of like average. That's what I like to say, average. Like the average rainfall in a desert, two to three inches <laughs> a year. Uh, all right, guys, I'm going to call it a day. Thank you very much. Jason Cole, everyone. Uh, yeah, in the fills, we're listening to the pop songs from the 40s. Why? Why not? Like, why not? It's like, doo -doo -doo, everything's cool. People love each other and just pretend. Hey, nice timing. Your next comedian just walked in the door like a boss. Uh, put your get hands together uh, for my favorite communist, Gene Felt. Yay! Keep it going for Comrade Benjamin. Wow. So, I don't know. I have good news, I think. Maybe. Um, you know, but bad news first. Well, so, I don't know. Like, you know, is it just me or do Trump's appointments kind of work like adopt a highway? You know, like Russia adopted the, uh, the what, uh, what's his face? The National Security Advisor and then like ExxonMobil gets to adopt the Secretary of State. You know? The uh, the global warming deniers get to adopt the Secretary of the Environment or whatever that, that guy is called. Oh, but the good news is uh, I did watch Russia Today, and uh, Putin said that he will preserve and protect the Constitution of the United States. 
So I think we're in good shape. <laughs> I know. I think there's a silver lining. I've been reading the biography of Stalin for the past two weeks. Because, you know, like, although Lenin's and Trump's hairstyles are very different, <laughs> I think that the, uh, I think the fundamentals are the same, <laughs> right? I except that, you know, instead of seizing the power with uh, red flags and bayonets, it can be done with, uh, you know, fake news and uh, white superiority complex. Is this too dark? <laughs> Is this set getting too dark? <laughs> oh. I don't know, we should talk about art, I think. Because, you know, like the ancient Greeks used to say that a sculptor doesn't carve the sculpture, just removes the pieces of the rock that don't belong. Which means at some point there was a sculpture who set out to create this, you know, cra carve this beautiful naked woman. And he goes to the marble market, picks out the block of marble where she's allegedly at. <laughs> you know, chisels on it, like relentlessly for days or weeks. Then ends up with a phallus. Runs back to the market, starts yelling at the marble salesman. You sold me the wrong block, motherfucker. <laughs> there was supposed to be a woman here. And the guy's like, good, that's just accept that you're gay, it's ancient Greece. Go find a philosopher to mentor you. And then you can be accused of Socrateism or something. I don't know, like, why is it that you can be accused of Marxism, but it's the only philosophy you can be accused of? Like, nobody accuses you of being a Buddhist or a Socratist or a Pem Benjaminist. Are you? What does that mean? I have this book in my backpack right now. What book? About Marx? It's actually Yeah. It means you can accuse her of it. Yeah, you can accuse me of it. I don't know. Well, look, like, all that Marx said is that, let's get serious for a little bit, right? Like, but all that Marx said is that the free market economy necessarily leads to the creation of socialism, right? And all that Lenin said is that, like, oh, in Russia, we can just skip a level, <laughs> right? But, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be the Bernie Sanders model that prevails. I don't know. This, this is getting too theoretical. Thank you very much, guys. Gene Fell. Gene Fell getting philosophical on stage. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be a Marxist, but I, the only thing I can't get over in the Communist Manifesto is like on the 10 precepts, you're not allowed to have inheritance. And I'm like, Ooh, that's not that I'm going to get anything from my parents because they, they're not giving me any money, but it was just like, whoa, that really... I don't know, I rent and I get the no land thing, but <laughs> you work for nothing forever? Like, what's the point of having kids if you're not going to leave them a bunch of cash, right? 
All right. Uh, you're, I don't know. I don't understand why people would have kids. I don't, because there's not going to be money, right? There's no capital. Anyways, it's all too philosophical for me. I sit on the bus and I stare out the window and I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Uh, your next comedian, he has a new show coming up here on th- Thursday nights from 10 to midnight called The Night Space. Clap your hands wildly for Arden! Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. It's actually Wednesday nights, Pam. It's Wednesday. Yeah. It's it's okay. It's okay. I'll I'll be making announcements and things. But uh, uh, actually, Pam, I wanted to talk to you because you 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 like to comment or comment on a, a comment I had on Facebook, and so few people do that. Uh, and uh, it it was my special hugs buddy comment, right? Yeah. So. I have to explain this to the audience because it is all out, out of sorts here, all out of context. You can tell by the way I dress, I'm doing very well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, so I don't like using the term fuck buddy because I think it's crass and rude and it, it, it demeans a relationship that can be quite, quite emotional and attached, and, but it's still time frivolous and fun. Anyway, so I call it a special hugs buddy. So, you know, uh, I, I was talking about the fact that uh, I lost a job and my special hugs buddy on the same day a few years back, uh, not long after I moved to San Francisco, actually. And uh, you can go aw, like, <laughs> thank you, jeez, tough room, God. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just like, can, can we at least go one more time? And she's like, no. And I'm like, he's that big, really? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, all right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've lost all my game. My game is gone. Uh, I quit drinking six months ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's no good for the anxiety and the depression. So, yeah. Uh, but the weed's great. The weed's great, I got to say. Thank God. California, you're doing it upright. You know how to make some 25% THC bud. I mean, geez, Louise. I had some before I got on stage, if you couldn't tell. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? I was... <laughs> I lost my special hugs, buddy. Uh, yeah, so uh, I lost all my game, too, because I quit drinking, because um, all my game revolved around drinking, all right? Because I was in a fraternity. You learn all the drinking games. You learn how to hold your liquor. You learn all these things. So after I graduated for the decade after college, the way I would get girls is I would get really, really drunk, a blackout, and then I wake up next to a woman. (laughs) And now I can't count on that. And I got to say, like, the worst thing I ever did drinking, and this wasn't even rock bottom or my wake-up call, but the worst thing I ever did was I carried on a relationship for a year with a woman I didn't care about. And the worst thing I ever did with weed was forget to have sex with a girl. So, I, you know, then I remembered I had peanut butter and everything was great. So, you know, clearly weed is winning in my life. It's, it's, it's awesome. And that sound means we're going to tell a love story. <laughs> because I believe in love in my heart. Uh, and I believe in love and romance in San Francisco again because I saw something that renewed my faith in romance. 
I was leaving Urban Farm a few weeks back after an open mic, walking down the stairs of Civic Center BART station, and I had to squeeze past this couple because they were taking up the stairs. So I had to turn and look to see what was so important that they had to sit on the stairs with all their stuff. And it was they were shooting up heroin. And I said, that's the most romantic thing I've seen in San Francisco in forever. All right? Because you have to understand what that means. That is commitment. That is both people saying, I love you as much as I love heroin. And I don't do heroin, and I don't love anything as much as people love heroin, so that means I think they're going to make it. I think this is, I'm going to film this, it's going to be the next Romeo and Juliet. And it ends the same way, both people in a heap, dead. (laughs) Anyway, you've been a wonderful audience. My name's Arden. Give it up for Pam! Thank you, Arden. Yes, leaving us on a happy note to dead teenagers. Overdose on heroin. Yay! Yay for Mutiny Radio. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he's one of their producers of Destiny's Mom, which are supporters of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. You'll see them on the back of these wonderful flyers that you're all taking tonight that I appreciate so much for you doing that. Clap your hands together in a slappy-like motion for David Roth! Yay! Hey, Pam. Uh, so 10 years ago, I... I had unprotected sex in Amsterdam with a prostitute, um, but Brooke, bringing your grandma here, that is a bad idea. Um, I, look at that smile, it's beautiful. Maybe not, maybe not. Uh, my, my target demographic is middle-aged white women, so this could, and I just called you middle-aged, right? I'm such a sweet guy. Uh, <laughs> Can I get the horn? Uh, no, I'm good. I <laughs> Why do I still feel uncomfortable on Mutiny Radio? This is so meaningless. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I've been watching the news. I'm like uh, Matt uh, from Mississippi. I feel so bad for these Syrian refugees because some of them have ended up in Detroit. <laughs> Which, can you just imagine arriving and be like... Oh my God, I thought I left Aleppo. It feels like home. Um, I live outside Detroit and uh, I was once in Detroit. There was something crazy that was happening uh, downtown uh, and my friend called 911 and it just went to voicemail. (laughs) It's like, you just called Detroit. Is your emergency? that you're in Detroit. <laughs> Just put away your phone and appreciate no one took it yet, bitch. Um, my, my family's there. My mom uh, lives in Michigan. And uh, I feel like Michigan's also kind of like the nation's mom a little bit. It's like, why don't you visit more often? Stay a little longer, David. You look skinny. Have you tried the cherries? Try the cherries. <laughs> Michigan's super stoked they have good cherries. That's like, it's like when you leave California, the sign's like, thanks for, come, thanks for visiting California. Come again soon. Michigan, it's just like, don't go. <laughs> have you tried the cherries? <laughs> Fucking cherries. 
Uh, <laughs> I didn't have anything for you there. Uh, yeah, I was back home. I, um, my mom was really excited because uh, they broke ground on like a new Holocaust museum in Detroit. Uh, I don't know why I looked at you, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, she's just really stoked. And I'm like, I don't know, what's her end game to be that excited about a Holocaust museum? Because if it's like an amazing Holocaust museum, then the decision tree just leads to depression. Like, we're just going to be fucking depressed. And if it's also a shitty Holocaust museum, then we're also going to just be depressed. That it's a sh so, like, everything leads to depression. I guess there's no way out of that. Um, I feel like in Detroit, it's like the only Holocaust museum where once you leave, you feel like you're just in a bigger Holocaust museum. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Uh, but my mom was excited, and so I decided to, like, I just didn't trust it. You know, I decided to Yelp this Holocaust museum, uh, the millennial I am. And when I Yelped it, a review came up for the Detroit Holocaust Museum cafeteria. Like, that's the level of yelping that's happening right now. Uh, this one guy, the first guy that yelped at it was like this guy named Chad H. And his review said, nothing to write home about, typical Holocaust museum fair. <laughs> <laughs> typical. What? <laughs> it's possibly the only dude more Jewish than me. Uh, <laughs> and then the next dude, he wrote, this, this was amazing. This guy was like, you know what the real tragedy is? This pastrami on rye. <laughs> Too salty. All right, Pam. Yay! David Roth, everyone. But have you tried the matzo ball soup? It's so good. They use the bones of dead Jews to make the, to make the broth. It's just so hearty, you know. I'm sorry, was that too, was that too far? Was that too much? Uh, it's and, and coming up right now, she made the choice to, to bring her grandma to, to, the, to the happy hour. Is somebody giving her a beer yet? We need to get this nice lady a glass of wine or something. I feel like such a jerk. Oh, there's a bud. You want a Budweiser? There we go. Look at that. Welcome to the clubhouse. Absolutely. Your next comedian uh, is not only uh, superbly funny, she also has these great web skills that I'm just like drooling over. I'm like, you know how to do things. <laughs> it's great. Um, it's exciting. I don't understand all that web thing. This interwebs. Al Gore, great guy, invented that, right? Like, that's all I know. Your next comedian, very funny lady, you're going to love her, Brooke Heineken. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you, David, for making my grandmother feel... Uncomfortable? No. Sid Singh also offered to bang her, so it's been a great trip for grandma. <laughs> my grandmother's out here to visit my aunt, uh, and I wanted to see some comedy while she was here. So give it up for my grandmother over there. I'm I love people who know me know that I love that woman more than most family members. Like people go around being like, look at this picture of my baby. I'm like, look at this picture of my grandma. She's so cute. She does the crossword, the New York Times crossword every day. And you texted me a few weeks ago, I don't know if you remember this, and I don't even think you knew how funny it was, to ask me if Tom Petty wrote a song called Free Ballin'. Uh, so I was, I'm trying to go through all of my material to figure out what I would say in front of you. So here goes. You probably all heard all of these. Um, so my name is Brooke, but I'm from the Midwest, and we can't say our O's and our A's properly. So when my mom calls my name, she sounds like, like an angry chicken, like, brack, brack. Uh, okay, that's not totally fair. We get a lot of Southern influence on the way that we speak, so I don't call my mom my mom. I call her my mom. 
call my dad my dad call my uncle my dad <laughs> my dad does this super charming thing where he likes to and let me be clear somebody once misheard me my dad likes to rate rate his children from one to seven based on who he likes any given day and I'm never number one you can vouch I live way too far away I don't call enough but he called me up a few days ago he's like back so excited to tell you you're number one today I'm like that's great dad what did I do he's like you're the last one I called but you're the first one who answered <laughs> I was like thanks dad he's like goodbye Katie uh, <laughs> I gotta give my dad credit though he will do everything in his power to keep our family together he's been married three times he has seven kids uh, and he's got us all on a family plan which is what he calls our family plot in the ground, I've seen it. It's at a combo cemetery slash arboretum in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is like nature's combo pizza hut and Taco Bell. Uh, and the thing is though, my dad has seven kids, seven. I don't know if we're all, I know you're like, why? <laughs> Should have stopped at one, right? Uh, I don't know if we're all gonna, f I'm number four. Uh, I don't know if we're all gonna fit at this point like, I don't, we're going to end up standing up like the terracotta soldiers. It's like every time my stepmother's like, I'm pregnant. My dad's like, aha, the plot thickens. Uh, we do this super charming thing in Ohio where we have to vote on our county coroner, which I never understood. Because, but here's the thing about voting on your county coroner. That's the one politician that you want to get up there and said, vote for me. I will lie. I won't tell anybody it was drugs. And they have party affiliations. There's Republican coroners and Democratic coroners. And I start to wonder what the difference might be, right? Like, will a Republican, blah, will a Republican coroner say that I died of a tragic overdose of marijuana and Plan B? Um, so I wanted to be cool in high school. I was not cool in high school. I did steal alcohol one time from my parents. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to be all sneaky. I'm not going to get caught. I took a bottle out of the recycling bin like a sociopath and I went over to all the alcohol we had and I was like I know the way that I won't get caught I will take a half inch out of all of the bottles all of the clears all of the brown ones some of the red ones and that weird milky one and I poured it all in this bottle and I showed up at this party with this bottle of Evan Williams that nobody knew was like an Ohio Long Island iced tea <laughs> I wanted all my friends to think I was super cool and they all just got super sick. <laughs> uh, that was the last time I stole alcohol from my parents. After that, uh, they would not have, they, they didn't even stock the only alcohol I wanted after that, which was my drink in high school, which was Fireball. Do you guys know, yeah, you know Fireball. Do you know what Fireball is? It's cinnamon whiskey, it's really bad, whiskey. It's, I'll give you some later, I have a lot. Uh, it was my drink then, it's my drink now. It tastes just as good going down as it does when you throw it back up. No, I'm 26 years old, I still bring Fireball to every single party I go to. I show up, I kick down the door like, my fellow Americans, who wants to light their hiccups on fire? I'm a great bartender, guys, you should hire me. Thank you so much, give it up for Pam. listening to her crazy crazy jokes don't hold back everybody she can take it uh fireball oh uh goldschlager i had a problem with goldschlager when i was uh, i was sim similar it's like cinnamon vodka but the beauty is that when you throw up it's like sparkle madness in the toilet it's just you feel so you feel like a princess 
because the gold, gold flakes. Well, no, because the, then you can fish the gold flakes out and like like put them on your cheeks and like look in the mirror and be like, I'm so pretty. <laughs> I never did that. I only fished out my shrooms once when I, they were still floating to the top. You're like, why would you waste good drugs? Uh, your next comedian looks like he would know about that, but that's not true at all. <laughs> Because uh, looks, it can be deceiving. Uh, the, even when you put them all over your body. Everybody, put your hands together for the very funny Theo Hall. Yay! Sick of these stereotypes. All right, Pam. I don't know how you know I picked through my puke. Um, yeah, I got a weird look. I just tattooed my hand. You know what I mean? And like people always want to ask, you know, questions. They're like, oh my God, are you going to get your other hand tattooed? And it's like, fuck no. All right. I don't want to hurt my career. You know what I mean? I, I try to get to upper management. I want to be a freak or something. Uh, anyway, um, I saw something really cool the other day. I always talk about this shit when I come here. It, it's for you, Pam. Um, saw a, uh, saw a lady that had cats in a stroller. Okay. Let me, uh, let me explain this to the people who have sane thoughts who, or who, you know, have sane thoughts, which I don't think is anybody in here except for maybe one person. Uh, but, uh, basically she had three cats in one human stroller, okay? And that lady is now my sensei, all right? Like, I want to know her, you know what I mean? Like, she has, she doesn't even know, like, what a manager is or a boss, you know what I mean? She probably doesn't even, know, like, have any mints in her pocket. She doesn't give a fuck, you know? Because, like, cat food is the only food that smells shittier before you digest it, you know, and put it out. But, like, she's... <laughs> what I'm trying to say is she's free, you know what I mean? Like, she's free, and... Um, and I think that she is the most interesting person in the world. You know what I mean? Like, I think about her all the time. Does she ever, like, walk by a baby store and just, like, look in there and just be like, oh, my God, those cat transporters are on sale. I might go in there and get one and up it to six cats. All right? That's what, like, I don't think, I, I, like, Doseki should stop playing that commercial with the most interesting man in the world, okay? Like, he's not interesting. It's not interesting to be good at everything, you know? Like, no one gives a fuck that you want a racquetball game in Zimbabwe, okay? I don't, I don't care, you know what I mean? Like, I want to see that cat lady try to order coffee. Like, that would be interesting to me, all right? I don't give a shit that somebody filmed you on an 8mm camera playing, like, backgammon. That's, that's not cool, you know? It's the same reason, like... I can't go watch any James Bond movies. Like, I, I did see the last James Bond movie. It's just because I was trying to get laid. But, like, I, I didn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? Because it's just, like, I, I can't watch someone be successful. You know what I mean? Like, I just... Like, because you know what's going to happen. It's just like, all right, he's going to get laid, and then he's going to save the day. I don't, I don't care. You know what I mean? And it's just like, here's the thing. Here, if you want to stop James Bond... I think what you got to do is you got to kill the music guy, all right? Because every time the music starts playing, some shit goes down, all right? You cut the head off the snake, everything's fine, you know? Like, kill the music guy, you know? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> what else? Um, you, guys, you guys like Subway? I hate Subway. Did you guys read that article like two years ago? I read like, like half of it, okay, because reading hurts my head. But uh, there was an article about Subway uh, that basically uh, they, they put like stuff that's in tires in their bread, you know? Yeah. It turns out it's not healthy, you know? But they're still around and they're like rubbing it in our faces. You know what I mean? Like you go into Subway and it says eat fresh and it's just like, no, we're eating tires, motherfucker. You know? Thank you, man. Like I just don't, I don't get it. And like I feel like, like how are they still around? And they're just, they're just, I feel like the meat knows what's going on too. You know what I mean? Like nothing would be that sweaty unless it's keeping a secret, you know? I don't know, man. 
And it's just like, I knew, I knew Jared from Subway. I knew he was touching kids, all right? That guy dressed way too sensible on TV, okay? Loose-fitting dockers, you're doing some weird shit, all right? All right, thank you, guys. Don't don't scare him with those. Uh, your next comedian, it's his first time here. And I don't know which one of the people that I don't know which one it is because it's hard to tell on the Facebook who's who in real life. Uh, but you guys, we're friends on Facebook now. Put your hands together for Martin Cunney. Yay! Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for... Uh for everyone showing up for me here. I know it's, you're all here for me. This is my second time ever doing this, so if uh, you don't laugh, it's because I left the jokes out. Um, so, two, two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, my uh, girlfriend broke up with me. Yeah, yeah, clapping, dick. <laughs> and one of the things she said to me was like, you know, think of this as an opportunity. You know, think of this as a, chance to do things you haven't ever done before and I said you know what you're right I should really get out there I should really branch out try some new things so I did you know I went out I was talking to someone and I said you know if I wasn't so lonely right now if I if I didn't have my cats I'd feel really lonely right now I've never fucking said anything like that before to anybody in my entire life that's a fucking lonely thing to say to people cried at the gym for the first time ever. <laughs> you ever cried at the gym before? Yeah. Nah, that's a fucking fun experience. Try to cover it up. <laughs> Just working really hard over here, guys. <laughs> no, but, you know, it gives me a chance to you know, think about appreciating the city. It's really a fucking awesome city to live in, right? It's... You know, you get so many perspectives to look into, so many different people around. You ever notice how many gay couples look each like look like each other? Like two people in a relationship that are homosexuals. They look exactly like each other. Very high percentage. I'm talking same facial hair, same style, same build. It's weird, right? Anyone notice that? It's like they were watching Silence of the Lambs one day and they're like, they saw that scene where Buffalo Bill was like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me so hard. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, I would do that. But maybe they're not this, maybe they're not really gay. They're just like really, really vain. You know? I, uh, I never really see that in straight couples though. You don't see... And these straight couples looking for people that look like each other, right? I'm not like looking at a girl like, yeah, bet she's got some pretty nice cankles under there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She looks like she might have trouble scratching her back because of her poor shoulder flexibility. Uh, yeah, I bet she's got a real hairy ass. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it's funny though, because, you know, times change, you know, Everything changes, but you know, I think people really stay the same. Like I was watching, um, you know, I'm an uncle and I was watching some, my nephew play with some kids the other day and he goes, another kid, he said, 
I bet you wouldn't suck a dick. I bet you would suck a dick for a billion do- billion dollars. I was like, okay, cool, cool it out, chill out. And then I thought to myself, damn, I used to say people, that to people. And then I thought about it. I said, wait a second. When I got to high school, that wasn't a billion dollars. It was a million dollars. That price went down. I'm pretty sure it's because everyone learned the, how much money a billion dollars was because of Austin Powers. And so everybody kind of downsized it, right? And so that's a downward, downward graph. You get to your college years, you get to your you know, young, young 20s, your late 20s, that number's way down. Somebody says like, yeah, yeah, I bet you'd suck a dick for like 50,000 bucks. You're like, that was my student loans, car payments. Porn stars do gay porn, right? They got to pay the bills. It's not a big deal. But you're too late then, you know? You spent your whole life not sucking dick. (laughs) You got like two decades of not sucking dick under your belt. You need to practice, you know? You got to get out there. You got to find like, what was it, like four dicks until you get good at sucking dick? I don't know. Is that right? Does anyone know? Sounds about right. You know, you got to get like, uh, you got your first guy. You just got to get that out of the way. And then you got your second guy, and you were working on the technique there, and you know, that guy's gonna get a lot of teeth. And then you got your third guy, and you know, whoever's paying you $50,000 suck a dick, you don't know what you're coming at you. You gotta try some, some variety. And then you got your fourth guy who's uh, Asian, because you were just, you know, you always wondered. And, and, uh, well, that's it for the, for the honk. Thanks a lot. That's. Thank you for being here for the doll, the dick sucking Brooks grandma. Yay! I would definitely suck a dick for 50 grand. There is no doubt in my mind. Absolutely, anyone who has 50 grand, I'll do. Thank you so much, Brooke, for bringing grandma. I hope you're not scared. Come back again and again. Thank you for being here. Yay! You've got a great dinner. Thank you. Yay! Wow. We all held it together. Now's when we party hard. Just kidding. Your next comedian, funny guy, watches videos every single week. It's Colin, uh, not Colin, it's Ashton Tate, yay! Woo, what's up, guys? You had to walk the grandma, didn't you? Man, it really hurt. Okay, thanks. I'm going to just go ahead and give out some of my 20 now to you guys. To uh, Here you go. Mutiny Radio Festival, you should pl- uh, apply next year. The doing good um i was watching a movie with my girlfriend recently and she pointed out that uh whenever like a couple has a dog show up at their house in movies it always brings the couples together Uh, and i feel like that's true unless it's a german shepherd and you're on the show cops usually doesn't happen um i was uh i do i like whenever cops like arresting someone and a large group of people start watching i think uh you know, they should, like, cops should tell us what they got arrested for, you know, before they, like, put them in the car. They're like, all right, the one who you think did it, she threw the punch. <laughs> or, like, hey, this is why you don't do drugs. Nice little messages like that, you know, you got all of our attention. Because uh, I just think, like, if, if you ever see, like, two people of different races fighting, everyone who's, like, watching, even if they're different races, like, they can come together on who they think did it. It's pretty nice. It's a pretty nice moment. Um, 
Went to my friend's funeral, and I learned that uh, they have uh, PowerPoint presentations for funerals now, and that's uh, true. Community college degree can come in handy. And uh, I learned that, like, you can be a really bad person in life, but people will remember you as someone good if there's pictures of you rock climbing. <laughs> that's all I'm going to do from now on. Every weekend, you never know when you're going to do it. Just do some rock climbing. Um, growing up, my mom used to drink a lot. So she uh, taught me the alphabet backwards. That was good. Um, this was cool. The thank you, thank you. You know, hey, I didn't pay him to do it, but I will now. This is uh, very okay. That, don't give it up for that one. Um, worry about um, robot. Nah. You guys worry about robots taking over your jobs in the future? I don't know. I don't really worry about that. You do? Yeah. It kind of worries me, the idea of, like, there being driverless cars in the future, because that'll mean, like, in 20 years, I was never able to get roadhead. Um, some people worry about uh, robots taking your jobs, like office jobs, because uh, I don't really think that could happen, because, you know, working in an office, you need emotions. That's, uh, robots can't do that. Like, I think to be successful at an office job, you have to not want to be there. And that's, uh, they can't do that. They do worry about uh, them taking over, um, I guess like, you know, in San Francisco, there's a lot of startup jobs and they make it cool. Work environment in a startup is like, you know, you work like you would at home. There's no cubicles or whatever. That's why I kind of think like McDonald's is like a Starbucks, you know, because they just cook the way I do at home with a microwave. That's what I like. And a startup, uh, right? I read, I read, I read that uh, nine out of ten uh, people who commit burglary are men. I didn't know that. Uh, it's weird because um, whenever there's a sign warning you that there's a surveillance camera, it'll tell you to smile, which is weird to me because that seems like they're directing it towards women. You know, it's like, I don't know. Just come on, women can break glass ceilings too. They can be burglars. It's cool. Um. What else is there? Uh, okay. Let's see, guys. What else did I want to say? Um, I do a lot of a lot of short one-liner jokes. Someone was like, hey, Ashton, I think it's really cool that you're able to do that. What's your secret? And I'm like, you just don't know who you are inside. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you so much. Ashton Tate, everyone, doesn't know who he is inside. Talking about the glass ceiling. The only thing I do with the glass ceiling is lean into it and put my big titties on it so that they can see in the higher-ups. The throw me the 20s, you know what I'm saying? Lean into that glass ceiling. All right, your next comedian. He runs a great open mic on Wednesdays at the Eagle. Clap wildly for Colin Holt. Yay! <laughs> I was um, in the bathroom, and in the urinal next to me was an old man. He was peeing, and then I heard his camera sound effect go off on his phone. I was like, man, that was on your side of the divider, right? That's what you were... I was like, all right, you show off that elasticity, old man. You have a strong stream. I can hear it. Go you. Young and virile. Beautiful. All right. Uh, I, um, 
I know that I am the safe guy friend for a lot of women. I know I'm the safe guy friend because more women have peed in front of me than I've had sex with. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like, hey, man, uh, you can film the sex tape, but you can't be in it, you know? Um I, uh, yeah, hmm, you, I sometimes, I sometimes I hang out with uh, somebody new for the first time in like a public place, you know, and, um, uh, I'll think to myself, I don't know you well enough to feel comfortable with how loud you're talking right now. You ever feel that way? Like, I don't know where you're going to go with all of this talk about whatever it is. Too, you know what? The discussion is just too intimate for you to be yelling right now. <laughs> um, just talking and rambling about a lot of things that are going nowhere right now. All right, tight. <laughs> well, I'm done. <laughs> Call it old like a professional. Jumps out because he knows other people have something to say. What a kind comedian, an amazing human being. Next comedian just walked in the door on time. Oh, don't forget to take your flyers. Did you take your flyers? Did you take your flyers? Yes, I'm making people take flyers. Thank you for taking flyers. When you guys take a few flyers, it means that I don't have to give away that many flyers. It is so hard to give away 2,000 flyers. Let me tell you, it is a lot of work. Yes, thank you. Bring him to the eagle. Put him around. Bring him to work. Your next comedian, he has a fun red hat on, and he's a funny guy. Clap your hands wildly for John Gallagher. Yay! It's got a fun red hat on. It keeps my uh, baby brain from getting cold. I have the I have a, a bald head like an infant. It's soft, and I gotta keep it warm. Otherwise, all the heat will dissipate through it. You know how that goes, right? Anyway, uh, guys, uh, I just started a new job recently. Uh, hey, yeah, so it's cool. I'm exhausted. I uh, I like to go. I like working in warehouses. This is a, another warehouse job. Uh, I like going to work hungover, like all the time. Because, like, I like having jobs I don't care about where I just work, like, just very, very drunk and fucked up all the time. My friends are like, it was like, it's miserable. It's always horrible. My friends are like, why would you do that to yourself? I was like, well, they're paying me to be a bad employee. This is great. Like, this is perfect. I can be on the clock and just be hungover and still do a pretty good job. <laughs> That's all this is. I'm not going to do this in my spare time without being paid. You know, that way I get off the clock. I'm good to go. Boom. Uh, the job is weird, though. It's in South San Francisco, and you forget that uh, outside of San Francisco, even a few miles, is like white trash haven. Like, I uh, start waving guns around and start talking about uh, repealing uh, health care. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. The job is packing up uh, night vision and infrared rifle scopes. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking, it's crazy, yeah. And so the thing was, like, it looked on the box, like, it looks, like, very harmless. Like, I was just like, I was like, I guess it's, like, this thing used for hunting. I don't know, they're, like, night vision scopes. And I was talking to my dad about my job, and he's, like, actually a hunter. And I was telling him what about what these things are, and he's like, uh, yeah, you can't hunt at night. Like, that's illegal. That's, that's called poaching. 
So like I got to learn two things that day. So one, uh, you can't hunt at night, and then two, apparently eighteen dollars an hour is all it takes for me to become an accessory for murder. Uh, that's all. So that's what I'm doing. Like I can't. My, my first day, one of my uh, coworkers said uh, with a great amount of glee, he's "Like, hey, I just packed up a five hundred thousand dollar order to the Ukraine." It's like. That's this is gonna murder a lot of people. <laughs> these are all these are gonna be used to murder people. The weirdest thing is it has they're like really high tech. They have a, a thing for your like live link like account. Like you can put you can film and record HD footage with it. Uh, I don't know <laughs> I don't know why you want to be in a civil war uh, having confirmation of your war crimes. You know what I mean? Um, it is weird. The thing is, too, is like they don't even do a good job lying. Like uh, on the side of the box, the side of the box says what it's all used for. And one of the, the options goes like wildlife observation. It's like observation. You attach it to a rifle. Okay. Uh, there's home security. Finally, you admit to being used for murder. And then the other one, like the least, the one that they use is, is boating. They so say you want to use this infrared scope for boating. And I'm not sure why <laughs> you want to use that. That's good. Thanks for hearing me talk about this. These are all, these are all very pressing issues. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm a murder man. And I got a red hat. I'm like the Santa Claus of uh, people getting murdered from far away. <laughs> so, hey, I made your rifle better to use. Uh, so uh, what, a, what the fuck was I going to say? Um, I like uh, I like reading about actually no you know I like I'm a big music person all these people on, on Facebook are talking about their top ten music lists I don't know if you guys have seen those lists going around I'm like one of those people too I like pride myself on my music list and but the worst part is like I'm a dick because I'll tell people about music and be like a huge asshole about letting people know about what to listen to but I don't ever want it to happen to me and uh, like I, I don't want to hear your opinions as mine are better you know that's how it goes and so the way you stop this uh, if you want if somebody's talking about their music this the best way to do it is if they're playing you their music all you just do is if in the middle of a song you just go Oh yeah, yeah. This rules. Like, is this the new? Is this the new Godsmack CD? And then they're like, then immediately I was like, oh god. It's like Yola Tango doesn't sound like Godsmack. Like, yes, it does. All right, guys. Thanks. John Gallagher, big fan of Nickelback and Godsmack. Really great like our sounds from the 40s tonight playing the dulcet tunes behind you. Your next comedian, we were actually talking about you on the back patio of Benders as we mentioned a comedian. He said, are there going to be any hot girl comedians there tonight? And I said, yeah, actually. And then Jonathan goes, yeah, when she was a kid, her last name's Hooker and on the side of her gym shorts it said, hey, Hooker. And everybody got a good laugh about it. So even in your absence, you're Name still lives on. Everybody, clap wildly for the very funny Allison Hooker! Thank you so much. I guess it's a memorable joke. Guys, I was thinking about it today. Like, if someone suddenly comes to realize that they don't believe in the God they thought they believed in all their life, are they, like, born again normal? No, I don't know. Or did Mary, like, break her hymen when she gave birth? <laughs> what happens when you break it backwards? Is it... <laughs> she must have had, like, an extra... Well, it's already a lot of pain, but I was just thinking of the... I mean, is there an extra layer of lips after that? What happens is broke out instead of in... I don't know. Um, speaking of my vagina, I'm, uh, I'm dating someone younger than me. Um, 
yeah, it's, it's all new for me. You know, he, he got really annoyed the other night because he had to put his phone down to use his hands when we were having sex. <laughs> I think he was like um, trying to use some kind of an app, like a clit finder, <laughs> just G-spot, hotspot, I don't know. He asked if there was a password. I was like, there is, actually. It's uh, the alphabet. Type it in with your tongue, slowly. <laughs> you might need to put it in more than once. It's finicky, you know. Finicky one. Yeah, he's young, you guys. Um, he's got one of those jobs here in San Francisco where he like makes a lot more money than I do, but I don't know what he does. You know what I mean? <laughs> like my brother met him and asked him what he did for a living. He goes, oh, I work for a startup. I was like, dude, haven't you been working there for like eight years? <laughs> like at this point, isn't it a business? He's like, no, nah, I wouldn't work for a business. <laughs> Which I guess would be weird though, right? Like, what do you do? I work for a business. Can't say that. So, <laughs> but seriously, you guys, calling a startup a startup for that long is like when parents refer to their children in months instead of years. They're like, this is my 96 month year old. <laughs> it's like a seven year old kid. He's still breastfeeding. So he works for a started up. The truth is I'm just jealous because I, uh, I still haven't really figured out what I'm going to be when I give up. Um, <laughs> just one day. Uh, he's also Syrian. So um, he learned how to write in Arabic first. So we met when he swiped the wrong way on Tinder. No, I'm kidding. Actually, I'm kidding, guys. I'm trying to fit in. I've never online dated. I don't know how. Like, I don't know how to get my best attributes across online. You know, like my perfect height to foot size ratio, this lifeline. Good. Like, I feel like I look a lot better in motion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to online date. And I also feel like online dating is kind of like fucked up the dating scene in San Francisco. I see some people nodding. Don't be offended if you met online. That's cool. I have nothing against it. But I don't know, I feel like the problem with online dating is that sex has just become too easy for men. You know, all they have to do is like swipe a few times, send a few texts, and they're in there. <laughs> yeah, you don't think so? <laughs> I'm not single anymore. Uh, so maybe I'm talking about a couple months ago, yeah, I'm dating younger, so I'm getting plenty of sex. Uh, not a problem anymore. Date younger, if that happens, ladies happened to me. Uh, had to trade him in with for a newer model. Uh, but um, yeah, sex has gotten a little easy for men to the point where they're kind of like turning it down, you know? Like seriously, I think the future of Tinder is going to have Yelp reviews just to make the whole process faster. No? Would you Yelp review someone? You had a funny look on your face. <laughs> Did they type in the alphabet correctly? You know, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know, but, but when I was single in San Francisco, I felt like there was no one hitting on me. Like, just random conversations in the streets just doesn't really happen, you know? People are waiting to meet online. I actually, I was in an Uber the other day and someone got in. People get really proud of themselves for talking, like, striking up conversation. So Uber pools could become the new place for that. People be like, hi, how are you? You know, they're just like so proud. Look at me talking to someone I don't know. <laughs> Look at me talking to someone I didn't meet online first. No? All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Allison Hooker, meeting people in person, one person at a time.
exciting stuff. Your next comedian, lovely human being, has a nice beard. Also, you know what? He looks younger than he is. And I thought about you today when I was reading The Secret Lives of America's First Ladies, which was funny enough written by a man. But while I was reading through them, I got to Eisenhower, I got to Mamie Eisenhower, and I thought, I like Ike. I love Mamie. Anyways, I thought about, I was like, I bet that Ian Levy has a joke about Eisenhower. All right, <laughs> your next comedian. Funny guy, put your hands together for Ian Levy. Pam, I like your hair. Uh, Arjun, you smell nice. Mutiny Radio is a lovely place. Have I mentioned uh, Bernie Sanders? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Am I pandering? Top comedy on a budget. What do you want from me? Like, I don't have, I live in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If the comedy thing doesn't work for me, I'm just going to go into acting. Uh, I was offered a role in Peter Pan. Though it's in, it's in the, it's in, the, yeah, yeah, it's right there. We'll get there. The, the role is actually in the UK, so I'm going to have to fly there. I'm going to take a Pan Am. (laughs) A lot of people say that, you know, uh, cis, straight white men don't do well in theater, but luckily I'm a pansexual. Sorry, I'm just kind of work out my new show here at Muni Radio called uh, Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse. <laughs> I was about to do this with a serious face, but I can't look at Arjun. <laughs> okay. Those, those are all the pan jokes I wrote, guys. <laughs> Off the top of my head. <laughs> I tried. Oh, yeah, yeah. I felt it was appropriate to use this at Mutiny because uh, kind of a pothead. That, that one was ad-libbed. That one was ad-libbed. Okay. 
I'll just I'll end with the the closer or with the opener I'm trying to use now, but just for for the sake of time. How about this, guys? Is this any good? Uh, reality star president. That's the craziest thing I've heard uh, since Carpenter God. <laughs> That's my time, I think. Oh, yeah, thanks, guys. Ian Levy with his silly fan jokes. That's fun. That's a fun time. Uh, your next comedian is tall. You actually look... God, you look so funny that you you actually look like you're I always say you're look, trying out for something yeah you're next you're like you're an actor and you're trying out for something but right now you look like questionably housed tech guy like you look like stoner couch second guy on the couch underneath the basement guy number two from the new episode of uh, Silicon Valley hey everybody clap wildly for Cole Chapman yay Yeah, no, this is, ju this is just laziness. That's all it is. It's just I don't care anymore, you know. Well, I it really, it's just I keep forgetting to order Harry's Razors, guy. Harry's Razors. Pick them up online. Use uh, promo code Pam for Harry's Razors, ten percent off. Right, Pam? You got that sponsorship down? Okay, I'm just you got a podcast. That's kind of the prerequisite for a Harry's Razors. <laughs> ad campaign, right? I'm just trying to make some money for the station. You know what I mean? Guys, donate. Did you donate? Did you donate, Ian? Good. You pull that kind of fucking weird <laughs> existential. I loved it. Thank you. Um, guys, hello. Uh, I'm going to try something different here because I feel like the energy is a little low. So I like to up the energy here. But in the, uh, while doing that, I'm going to show you a uh, dance my father taught me at a wedding. So I'm going to start a beat here and I'd like you to clap along. That's okay. So here we go. Follow along. So why would you clap ahead of me? <laughs> You're like, I got it from here. It's like, no, I'm the one with the beat. You wait a measure and then you follow along. Have you never clapped in rhythm before, sir? <laughs> Ian, follow along, damn it. Okay, here we go. You ready, Ian? Just making sure. Okay, here we go. It's a dance my father taught me at a wedding. Guys, that's my dad teaching me a dance move at a wedding. Okay, thank you guys for coming along to that. That was fun. That was the first time that actually worked. I tried that yesterday at a dispensary <laughs> in a dab bar. <laughs> it was like a broken toy factory. I was just like, <laughs> it was just like a million Ian Levies <laughs> fucking jumping the gun. I like, it's <laughs> goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> it was a. It's the dumbest thing I ever heard. That's a callback from last week. Uh, how many people? No one was here. George, you were there. You remember? <laughs> that was just for that was just for us. Um, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, 
I'm in the dating scene. I've been in dating. So we're transitioning to just material now, by the way. No more songs. <laughs> I don't know if you thought it would be more rhythmic clapping. Uh, uh, no, I'm trying to date now, but I'm realizing that I, the type of woman I date um, or I like to date is like, um, like terrible. You know these women? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like the best way I can describe them is like a contestant on MTV's Next. I mean, that's like what I'm attracted to, apparently. <laughs> like, it's like I'll match with them on Tinder or something, go to a date and like show up and be like, try and do all these things, but like I, like, I don't offer what they're looking for. You know what I mean? They're like, mm. Like I get there, I'm like, hey, uh, I clean my room. I have some fun. I like to cook. And I like my mom. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, like, you mean you don't have a tribal armband up and down your wrist like the fucking Amazon? I'm like, no. <laughs> Like, it would be like in the, if we were to do the next thing. Like, I'd walk off the bus singing that song, and she'd be like, next. Like, the second I touched the grass, like, in the park, I'd be like, all right, never mind. You hurt my feelings, lady. See you later. <laughs> It'd be like the confession after. She's like, more like B minus, Novak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God damn it, lady. That was very rude. Uh, uh, thanks for uh, doing that clapping thing. You think that's okay? You think, this is, I'm done. I'm just polling now. If you guys have any questions, you could, this is the question. I got a minute left. Any questions? Allison? You got, oh, great. Okay, cool. Guys, thanks so much. This was super fun. All right, bye. Cold jamming, everyone. Making people group clap. Thank you for taking the flyers. Exciting, exciting stuff. All right, we're going to try to fit everyone in on the list here. Uh, she came back. Here she is up next. Everybody put it together for Sabrina Miller. Wow, perfect timing. Or was I listening to the live stream? <laughs> oh, let's see what I want to do tonight. This is, this is a great crowd. This is like the most people I performed to. Um... Let's see. Uh, aside from having a small bladder, I was born without a vagina. It's true. It's true. It's a really rare condition. It is like, <laughs> it is so rare that I think my chances for opening up uh, for Louis C.K. at the end of the year are like amazingly stellar by comparison. So they're like so good in comparison, I might as well just pencil it in, you know, open up for, for Louis. Um, I'm kind of tired from running over here. Uh, so growing up, no one knew, not, uh, you know, not friends, not relatives, not even my parents knew, you know? That's a head scratcher, right? Like, how could they not know that I was, like, missing a standard issue of a JJ, for God's sake? They were so confused, they named me Andrew. Andrew. And this whole Andrew thing went on for, like, 30 years. Oh, my God. Like, it was awful. But like, you know, growing up in the 80s, like what was a girl to do? There was no Netscape. I mean, I couldn't look up transgender. I didn't even know that was a word. The only transitioning I knew about was from, you know, Catholic to Jew, or <laughs> from Dr. David Banner to the green guy, or <laughs> of course from Betamax to VHS. Oh, holy shit, I outed myself again. Yes, I am that old. It was a sunscreen. Yeah, I remember actually transitioning from the, you know, the little uh, rotary phone to the, to the push button phone. Anyway, I still have a callus on my index finger. Terrible. <laughs> oh, what else? What else? Um, you know, some trans women, they want, the, uh, they want the complete female experience. And that includes having a period. 
And I'm like, no thank you. Think I'm gonna pass on that one. Also gonna pass on sex without the possibility of orgasm. <laughs> a laptop without Wi-Fi, and of course, casting my ballot in, a, in an election when the popular vote doesn't mean a goddamn thing. So, you know, so I, I go ahead and skip right to a simulating pregnancy. Uh, the holidays are my favorite time of the year for doing this. And right after a soul-crushing election, as it turns out. Uh, I've just about burned off my uh, pum pumpkin pie, mint chocolate chip, and Shiraz baby. I, I should have a nice flat tummy by Trump's inauguration, I hope. Because I doubt I'm going to be able to get rid of it after that. Doubt I'm going to be able to get rid of it. So, what was that last bit? How much time do I have, ma'am? Yeah, I'm just going to call it right there. And uh, so, all right. Sabrina Miller, aborting that joke in the middle of it. It's her choice, everyone, her choice. Your next comedian, funny guy, Will the Beast. Yay! I haven't eaten Subway in like three years. And to just find out that that bread has tires in it. <laughs> and I had the coal cut. He was talking about the meat too. I don't know. Uh, so um, I was out dinging today. <laughs> you got dinged. And I swear to God, it was the best fucking time. It was so good. We dinged on... The Muni, we dinged on Valencia, we dinged on fucking wherever I was, I was dinging. Like, fucking. My dinger's kind of broken, though. All right, so people ask me, am I religious? And I say, well, if you grew up like me, you'd probably be religious too. My mother, her name was Mary. And you know, like, I wasn't like every other kid that could just call her mom. She wanted me to call her Mother Mary all the time. I'm like, and you know, as far as, you know, my birth goes, it was pretty immaculate. My father wasn't even there. And the first girl I ever had sex with, you know what her name was? Mary. And she was a whore. So yeah, I mean, if you grew up like me. And now I only fuck girls named Mary. So yeah, I'm religious. Um, I don't know. If I, um, no, I fuck other girls, not just Marys. <laughs> fucking dinging, man. Fucking, I had we were dinging. Oh, man, it was so good. And you know, we did comedy on the Muni today. Me and Brady. That's it. And we did comedy at the Muni Stop. And what else did we do? And I had this great moment, right? On the BART, doing a knock-knock joke. I said knock-knock to this guy, right? And he was, he was a quiet guy. And you know, the BART's kind of loud. And I said, he goes, who's there? And I go, no, dude. This knock-knock joke is way better. I need more. Knock-knock. And the fucking BART was quiet as hell except for one six-year-old who just goes, who's there? <laughs> All right, I'm going to ding myself. I'm out. Thank you. Wildebeest. 
police entertaining people on uh, public transportation near you. Moving on, he was that guy being weird with Brady today, not getting arrested. Clap wildly for Brady Hall. Yeah, it's funny you should mention getting arrested because uh, actually I do have a warrant. I have, I have a warrant out for me. Uh, and not only do I have a warrant, I have an outstanding warrant. I have not had marks this high since kindergarten. <laughs> I'm going to jail. I uh, was thinking uh, I'm going to make a Squarespace website that looks like a MySpace profile. Just need more space in that joke. Okay. Um, you know, when people say that prostitution is the oldest profession, I have to wonder who had the first job to pay for the first prostitute to have, a, was it a prostitute themselves? <laughs> Gotta say, that's not a good way to spend your money on a prostitute if uh, it's your first job. But who am I to talk? I'm trying to quit prostitutes myself. I realized I was a bit like uh, a monkey pressing a button to get a banana, whereas the button was my bank account and fucking was my banana. But uh, I wasn't even clipping my nails, a normal act of hygiene and seduction, but, you know, I was skipping it. And uh, here I w am, like, I offer my, my hooker, my lady of the evening, I'm like, hey, my, uh, my credit score is not so good, but how's my street credit? Can I get half off tonight? And uh, she did. But then I had a hard time getting it up. Well, actually, it wasn't a hard time. You get it, you know? But anyway, she's like, what's the matter? What's wrong? And I'm like... I don't know. I guess I just can't get hard for $60 pussy. <laughs> so uh, now that relationship's over. And uh, don't worry. I got a morning wood now. So that's solved. Um, what else have we got? So uh, I do like the hookers, though. You know, and fast food. In and out. That's my uh, motto. <laughs> just get in, get out. <laughs> I uh, Other jokes. Uh, I um, I feel like a ghost is going to look like what they look like in real life when they die. If you're a fat guy, you're going to be a fat ghost. If you're a skinny guy, you'll be a skinny ghost. Instead of hauntings, you'll do gauntings. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just canceled my Netflix recently. I can't even chill. But... I will say, I had to binge watch one final show. You guys ever seen Narcos? It's about the drug kingpin Pablo Escobar. I had to know what happened to him. Spoiler alert, Snape kills Dumbledore. All right, thank you, everybody. I was Brady Hold. Here's Pam Benjamin. This is, this is awesome. Arjun Banerjee disappear? He did. I did. Check outside for it. Uh, just so people know, if you miss your spot when you pre-sign, I put you till someone else doesn't show up. And then he left. Well, he probably won't listen to this podcast anyways. And he just can't wait for 10 minutes to see if he can show up because he's so busy. Gotta get back to the brainwash. Oh, all right. Yeah. Whatever. I know. It just, he signed up early and then he came in and he didn't say anything. And then he left and it's like, it's the way it works. You just got to chill out for a second, man. You know, that's how it works. Your next person, he's a new person. 
I'm excited because we'll give those extra minutes straight to him. Put your hands together for Raul Pandia. Yay! Who is Raul Pandia? Is that a made-up name? All right. That's a cool name. That's a great name. How about Travis Thielen? Yay, Travis! How's it going, guys? Uh, I can already feel the hate in the room as soon as I walked up here. Just another fucking straight white male. Here we go. Who's excited? Yeah, I know. Nobody. I get that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's tough, dude, carrying around all this guilt. Uh, it's, uh, no, seriously, dude, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, I feels like I'm just like the least cool thing that could happen in any situation, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not fucking bisexual, I'm not trans, I don't even have a fucking cool hair color at all, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's like, I just, there's nothing, I feel like a cool vampire, like I just suck the cool out of fucking any situation, you know what I mean? Instead of blood. Uh, thank you, one guy gets it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, maybe this wasn't that funny. He's an easy laugh. Uh, yeah, no, dude, it's funny. Um, I can already, yeah, I just feel it like going around, you know, people just look at you, they're just like, fuck that guy. I can just get that, I get that look from, uh, from other people, which is funny. Actually, I grew up in Hawaii, so actually I was the minority, which is actually kind of funny. I've had that, so I've just grown up my whole life like getting into fights because I'm white, and then I come here, and it's like, and everyone just automatically hates me. It's like, it's fucking great. It's awesome. Uh, but, uh, whatever, you know, no one's gonna feel sorry for me anyway. I don't know why I'm trying to, like, get you on my side. I don't know why I'm appealing to this, to the San Francisco crowd, especially. Uh, uh, no, I, honestly, it's all right. Like, life's not that fucking bad, I don't know. Um, yeah, I was, like, I was thinking about it recently. I, uh, you know I'm sick of this fucking, um, the love of animals. People... <laughs> Yeah. Hey, if I can't get you, by, by, I can't get you to feel bad for white people. How about I tell you like how fucking shitty animals are? Uh, this is my yeah. It's a good route to go, Travis. Good job. Uh, no, uh, honestly though, it's it's getting a little ridiculous. Like all I'm saying is this. Like, if actually, I I think it's for women. I'd be more. If I was a woman, I'd be more upset. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, like you look at like Ray Rice, Chris Brown. These guys beat women, right? No jail time. Michael Vick <laughs> runs a fucking dog fighting ring. He says, like, what, over two years in jail? <laughs> I'd be a little upset. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, no, but girls are always the worst, too, with this shit, too. Like, my ex-girlfriend, we used to, like, we used to watch, like, Comedy Central. A commercial would come on, and it'd be, like, for four cents a day, you can feed this starving child. And, you know, like, she'd just get annoyed. She's like, oh, God, I'm trying to fucking watch TV here. I got to see this shit. And then, like, the next one would come on and be like, in the eyes of the angels. It's a fucking dog, like, shivering in the cage. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, she couldn't even fucking watch it. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? This is a fucking child here. And, like, people, like, act like it's their children, you know? It's like, first of all, they, like... People who have dogs and act like they're their kids, it's the worst. They post pictures like, first of all, we know you don't love it as much as a kid, okay? First of all, it's adopted. So you obviously automatically don't love it as much as your own fucking blood. <laughs> you know, I don't want to run up in. That's it for me, guys. I don't want to run long on time. Hey, Travis Thielen, thank you so much for being here. Hooray! All right. 
It looks like we have time. We're going to be able to get through everybody. It's exciting. Thanks for taking flyers. That's absolutely great. Hey, your next comedian, he brings me peanuts all the time. Peanuts with a T. <laughs> Every week he brings me the peanuts. <laughs> it's very funny. They're delicious, though, and I thank him for it. Clap your hands wildly for George Smith. Yay! Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing tonight? Cool, cool. Yeah, I love these new flyers, Pam. They're really pretty. Like, went all together, they look pink and shit. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is so stupid. All right, um, there's a couple of voices I'd like to normally do, but I'm just going to do one tonight. Uh, one is... Uh, <laughs> There's a part like on Jeopardy when um, they do that fucking Q&A and it's basically the worst part of television like since like my childhood. It's maybe the worst part of anything because basically Alex does this. He goes, Jenny, I hear you collect hubcaps. And he goes, <laughs> uh, yes, Alex. I have seven. All right, let's play Jeopardy. <laughs> well, I love how much we learned about Jenny. Where the hubcap shiny? Is that a thing? Uh, oh, gosh, I got this. This is the perfect place to tell this damn joke because this is crazy to me, okay? And it's perfect because it's loud out there and I'm going to have to yell, so this is kind of nice. All right, I'm sitting where... I'm always so bad with names. Sabrina. I was sitting where Sabrina's sitting, okay? And sitting right there is what we'll call... I'll call a black guy. And why do we put him in quotes? Well, because his dad is from like Uganda and his mom is like from Deutschland. You ain't got no slavery in you, bruh. You ain't no black guy. All right, you, you live in America and you black, but you just happen to be sitting here. Okay, fine. Every time this dark-skinned black guy, he, he just keeps standing and he, and he goes like, uh, you don't blink like ass, right? This guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Every time he keeps cocking to this guy, I'm like, all right, cool, right? And he's like, uh, you know, like, white bitches, right? <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and like, for some dumb fucking reason, I'm starting to get mad. So I walk right next to Trina and sit in that white chair. You cannot miss me now. I like, I look, I know if any of you fucking people move in this room right now, all right? <laughs> I move from there to there, and this guy goes, you know what I'm talking about. He walks right around, <laughs> walks right past me and go, hey, hey, brah. And then he like, he gives him the, what it do. I have never been so fucking mad in my entire life about being normal. <laughs> right? Like, I never like, the goal is to be normal and I'm still fucking mad about this. 
Fuck it. I guess I'll get a punchline right about it. We'll try it next week. Oh, oh, yeah. That's it. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. No, no, wait. Ah. I had one weird idea. I was going to, I had a mental picture I was going to put in your mind. But we're going we're gonna to leave that alone. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Th- we'll do the USA thing. That's really quick. Instead of thinking about, like, USA, you know, now in these trying times and shit. USA, USA, all that bullshit. I always think, especially in the mission, I just think USA, ESA, USA, USA, USA. That's it. All right, guys, good night. George! I have no idea who he's talking about there for a minute, but I like the USA thing. That was very nice. All right, your last comedian. Uh, where'd he go? Uh, did Ed Ant want to go up? I guess not. We had time for him. I was going to put you on the showcase. Give you, I was just going to give you 10 on the showcase because Brooke had to dump out. So that means that... I know. We gotta, I need to take a break in between shows, so it's better for me anyway. Um, all right. So all the, for everybody, if you do listen to the end of the podcast, there would have been room for the people that dumped out, but they chose to dump out, so it's their choice. You can't make people choose things. They just have to communicate better and find out what their choices are sometimes. All right. People just assume. I try to get through the whole list. It says maybe, probably not, but I had time. But it's all good. Uh, thanks again to Corey and Catherine running the ones and twos. You guys are all going to listen to their new show, Get Out, on Sundays from 4 to 6. Uh, thanks for being here. Stay tuned for Pamtastics. Uh, up next. Yay. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. It had to be you. Food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep. Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is Tussle Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRatio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to 
www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, what a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you were an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. 
Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great, because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. It's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Bonus specials, very deep, fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What a donut